with Hermitage because he makes Sunday mornings great again. I know about halfway into this morning's show, I'll be regretting my decision in bumping Friday's repeat in favour of this Sunday morning Paranoid Squirrel breakfast show. It's Easter. No one will be up to hear me, but then that's part of the reason why I'm doing it. Yeah, I know, it'll be downloadable and streamable at 10 o'clock, so those who have lives can listen to it at a more reasonable or leisurely time. Now, the thing is, I've just got a Rodecaster Pro that uh, I'm thinking of using from now on for the shows. Primarily... Uh, for when I get Tom on the line for Phobic Foibles, as it records us onto uh, separate tracks, so I can, post-production, make sure we sound our vocally best. Yeah, obviously I've got to try it out sometime. Admittedly, I could have done several test episodes, but, you know, where's the fun in that? No Barton or Fenny to assist me, although they do know what I'm up to. So with Barton's words of encouragement... On your head, be it. I better get straight into it with Joe Strummer. And uh, I know it's an obvious track to play, but I like it. And Love Kills, taken from his just-released solo compilation album, Assembly. Thank you. 
This will probably cause gasps from the punk community, but I've never put Mr. Strummer on a uh, pedestal. Of course, I've got the Clash's back catalogue. Um, not because I ought to, but because uh, I genuinely enjoy their albums. Even Cut the Crap, And uh, before you ask. And uh, This Is England never sounds dated. Mind you, to be fair, uh, I've never really put anybody on a pedestal. Greatly admired, you know, like Lemmy and Bernie Tormey, definitely. My old school year has its own recently formed Facebook page, which is uh, I belong to, and a question was posed. Have you met anyone famous? Now, you might think that that is uh, pretty much a straightforward question, but when I came to answer it, I struggled to give a reasonable response. I mean, what is the definition of famous? Someone you've never met or had any dealings with knows who you are. Am I famous because of this show? Is Frankie, our postman, now famous because I've told you who he is, but you've never met him? Or is he just someone you now know of? I mean, people are people. Uh, with some doing a job that raises their profile or doing something dodgy that gets their name mentioned on the idiot box. Uh, in the end, I settled with uh, Glenn Matlock with a, um, an accompanying photo of us at the Vive La Rock Awards in 2019, only to be asked if he was a footballer. <laughs>
Until Jerry Ransom emailed me a week or so ago from Mule Freedom PR suggesting that I should check out Der Ritt End, the new album by revitalised Brummy Punk's cult figures, I'd never heard of the said band. To me, you know, not famous. However, as soon as I heard the intro to Chicken Bones, the first track from the aforementioned album, I knew I was going to enjoy them. Uh, yeah, keeping my fingers crossed that the singer wasn't into death metal. Yeah, I needn't have worried. Whilst investigating cult figures, I discovered that for one gig in the late 70s, a pre-Duran Duran Roger Taylor drummed for him. Now he is famous, and therefore are cult figures by association. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't have had them as punks per se, more 1979 new wave, but then punk is a welcoming, all-income-passing genre. Yeah, it's far too early to be getting all... uh, philosophical uh, yeah, a good tune is a good tune and this is a great one from cult figures in the shape and form of lights out
it's great to have promo MP3 albums because sometimes in the metadata it tells you what particular mix the songs are. In the case of Lights Out, it's Mix 2. I wonder how different Mix 1 was. Did you hear that, John from Flame Pilots? Only two mixes. Talking of different mixes, this is the Lords of the New Church and Method to My Madness from the Rocker album. thing that I have changed is the position of my recording setup with my laptop to the left and the Rodecaster Pro to the right whereas before I had the Focusrite and the Manuna caster on my left so uh, if I fumble stuff you know why also the vocal recording levels seem to be a lot lower 
be without any uh, noticeable regression. I'm sure producer Barton Stacey has the technical answer. Yeah, but he's not here. I'll have to wait until our next conference call. Shall we test things out with today's Covers Corner? Well, that seemed to work all right. Now, Cheap Trick are on the cusp of releasing their 20th new album, In Another World, on Friday. That's the 9th of April. Future streaming, downloading and non-live Rock Radio UK listeners. Now, I have yet to get hold of a copy, but I've heard... Michael Butler's track-by-track review on the Rock and Roll Geek Show, episode 1049. Yeah, more on the Rock and Roll Geek Show later on. And like Michael, it had me reaching for the box of Kleenex. The last track on the record is a cover of uh, John Lennon's Give Me Some Truth that originally came out about, about 18 months ago, and I'm pretty sure I've played it already. Uh, but I'm sure you won't mind if I air it again. This is Toya Wilcox and you're listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. And it would be a mystery if you listened to anything else. Get out there and rock! I'm 
some truth you heard because I play Glucifer's version of the aforementioned Treat Trick Surrender which is probably their most covered song of all time and cheers to Toya Wilcox for the station ID thanks to her and her husband Robert Fripp's Sunday lunch YouTube videos they have become national treasures admittedly they were already famous in their own right not where we go fame again the punk and the prog but their pandemic videos have taken them 
to a whole new level and audience, knighthoods and the like beckon. I wonder how long it'll be before they cover the damned. Wait for the blackout would be great. This is what the Goo Goo Dolls did with it. resonant when the Goo Goo Dolls played Ulu back in March 1999 why they had covered Blackout and indeed Hit or Miss which I think was the B-side to name with Blackout on the uh, Tommy Boy soundtrack 
His answer was, and I think we can all relate to this, was that when he was growing up, the Black Album was his soundtrack to those teenage years. I got a message last week from Kerry over at Savage Magic Records letting me know that Black Sheriff have an up-and-coming new album called Time to Burn on the Horizon. And if you pop over to the label's Bandcamp site, I could hear the lead track from it. The song in question is called Supersonic and sounds remarkably like this. Camp Friday Roundup on the uh, next show because obviously Friday just gone was taken up with the uh, Duncan Reed interview and today's show is flying under the radar whilst I test out the Rodecaster Pro that seems to be working alright. 
Although what I'm hearing through the studio headphones seem to be a bit on the echoey side. No doubt there's a button I should be pressing. Anyway, sticking with Bandcamp, but the run-of-the-mill variety, Get Hit Recordings on the 25th of last month released a new single from Pillbox, who feature from the Jeff Dahl group, Mr Ratboy. The tracks are Holly, which is coming up in a second, and Sinister Urge, that isn't. So back on to Michael Butler and the Rock and Roll Geek Show. On Monday, I finished work about 11.30, got home, jumped in the shower, once suitably cleaned, raided the fridge for beers and sat outside in the sun with my open-ear wireless headphones so I could listen out for, you know, busy say, whilst I heard the last three Rock and Roll Geek Shows. The first was, as I mentioned earlier, Cheap Trick's new album, Review Track by Track. The second was Frank Muir doing the same with the new Street Walking Cheaters album, and the final one of the three, Susie Quattro. Unfortunately, somehow, the Frank and Susie interviews were round the wrong way, and I, in my you know, slightly inebriated state, thought that Susie was Frank. I was like, Frank lives in the UK? His son plays on the new album? With the penny finally dropping when Michael was talking about the Pleasure Seekers. Yeah, come on, to be fair, I was several beers, uh, strong beers at that, I'm in on an empty stomach anyway. Susie Quattro has just released a new album called The Devil In Me, 
that she claims is her best album since her 1970 glory days. But of course, all artists claim that, you know, that their latest album is the best. I mean, you know, it would be career suicide if they were to say otherwise. So for someone who uh, is old enough to remember Can to Can, 48 Crash and Devilgate Drive when they first came out, I have to say in all honesty, uh, it isn't. It's not a bad album, far from it, but there, there isn't that song, you know, with only I Sold My Soul Today and Motor City Riders reminding me of, you know, past glories. If you want to be getting into Susie Quattro, I'd watch a documentary. I think it's, was it Netflix or Amazon Prime? Anyway, this is I Sold My Soul Today. What do you say when you can't pretend? How do you sway when you cannot bear? There was a button for the headphones. I had to turn off the boost headphone volume switch. So, how are we enjoying the meet up in the garden scenario? Friend of the show, Squirrel Associate Arkwright, very briefly took advantage of this on Wednesday afternoon. For someone I would see, you know, pretty much on a weekly basis, it was great to see him in person. I think it was just before Christmas when we last saw each other. Admittedly, as I've mentioned before, you know, we do speak on the phone pretty much every day. He reminded me of the band Sponge that I got him into and their album Wax Static. I first heard the title track on the radio in a restaurant halfway up Mount Rainier in Washington State in 1996. Fortunately, 
Said restaurant, bizarrely, had the CD for sale that I quickly purchased. With its predecessor, Rotting Pinata, being acquired from Tower Records in Bellevue a few days later. Funnily enough, though, those are the only two albums of theirs that I bought. I must rectify that. In the meantime, this is Wax Static, open brackets, to sell Angelina, close brackets.
going back to Bandcamp, I purchased the new 69 Cats album, Seven Year Itch, from said platform. Hard copies are released on the 16th, I believe. Let's Go Psycho is the third single that has been lifted from said album, but the track that got me interested was Hey World, that features guest vocals from Sky Saxon, because Richard Moss, a.k.a. Sky Saxon, died in 2009. As try as I might, I can't find the backstory to this. If anyone has it, please let me know. Armitage at theparanoidsquirrel.com will suffice. will be releasing a posthumous new single on the 12th through Golden Robot Records as a tribute to vocalist Sally Cato, who sadly passed away last year. The band originally formed in uh, the Toronto punk scene circa 1984, but headed to New York City where Electra Records signed them. The band released two albums, their self-titled debut in 1985 and its follow-up, Social Intercourse, in 1988. Whilst demoing for their third record, they received offers from producers John Paul Jones and Mick Ronson. They chose 
as you would do, Mick Rodson, uh, and began pre-production, but unfortunately, Ronson became ill. Uh, coupled with their then bass player Mark Slicker's death from a drugs overdose, the band uh, called time on themselves. I believed it is these pre-production recordings that will eventually make up the Raw album, along with four tracks from a Gene Simmons session. In the meantime, this is the new single, Bump in the Night. Conversation on Facebook with David Williams, and if you've been to any London gig of note, you'll have rubbed shoulders with David. He alluded to the fact that I should play the Winter Olympics, a band I hadn't heard of. Fortunately, they have a Facebook page and a Bandcamp site with me purchasing their 2012 album, Profit and Loss, from said platform on Friday. So the four quid it cost me 
will go directly to the bad if they're still going, as their Facebook page hasn't been updated for a couple of years. So, taking us out of the Paranoid Squirrel Sunday morning test breakfast show are the Winter Olympics and I prefer the early stuff. And please let me know if everything sounded okay or not. Otherwise, next week it will be back to the focus right. Until then, take it easy. (laughs) 